0: And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
1: If I got here quicker, which didn't happen because I've been at Ellen Road, I was going to start the program with like a picture of the, the background, but us not here, but us talking, and say, look, we're wearing the new Featherstone kit for Magic Week. at my mabash, Is it camouflage? It is Camouflage great song called camouflage by uh, Chris Seavey who was Frank Sidebottom. just randomly um, welcome to the programme I've been at Ellen Road so I'm a bit discombobulated apparently it's the only place for us but um, I don't know very how nice many wedges pe- very many, nice wedges how many, how many people are going to be there on Saturday do you reckon um, I reckon he says perhaps having overheard somebody ask the same question about 20,000 should be alright
2: oh, I would have thought hoped it might be near a 30 I think it's going well, to be a brilliant afternoon of rugby league
1: it should be shouldn't it I guess, the, I guess the problem is Saints and Wigan they've got to come over to Penna it's not that far but you know it's, yeah, it's but but that, that's shaping up to be a terrific encounter um, Huddersfield don't have many supports, which is not their fault because no one in Huddersfield watches sport um, and Hulkear oh no, actually Hulkear should sell out because as we know all whole clubs send 7 billion people to Stadia, so... But, of course, you're missing out. The opening... Uh, yes. Well, surely all... I mean, you're going to be there because you're Leeds, but surely all the Leeds, <laughs> Leeds people should be there as well to watch.
2: I would hope that they would want to go and watch the uh, the two best women's teams in this hemisphere
1: face each other in what should be a fabulous, meaningful game with I a trophy so. at the end of it if you're watching and the picture's choppy let me know because I, I don't know what's up with it it was okay th- a few weeks ago now, now we've come back live it seems to be knackered but I don't know why oh, but anyway it's the 5G mast they've built out so <laughs> <laughs> oh what's this someone writing a letter about Martin of Fire oh, I've read about Martin of Fire in the, the new 4020 magazine uh, unless it gets cut out so stay wow. tuned for that we're working on it
2: yeah I mean, I mean not we're working on cutting no. the hair I'm working on the uh, the edit as we speak
1: didn't write millions of things um yeah it should be a good it should be a good Saturday shouldn't it because three games all on the BBC um they, they've got the scheduling right having Saints men play straight after Saints women uh, so hopefully you know I imagine the Saints supporters buses will be there from whatever time that kicks off doesn't uh, sound on the back of the paper that's good isn't it it says the the challenge got semi-finals yes we well, should really say men on them but you know, we don't yeah. know why they don't it's just no one has. the women start um so i make sure I'm there early. Happy Tuesday, says Emma. Happy Tuesday, Emma. Badger, badger, where's Schofield? Needed a Mr. Motivator to keep me going watching from the gym. <laughs> Will he be there? Has he been invited on? He must be invited. Surely. Did he score an interception try there once or something? Or, or was that a diff- Was that there? Yorkshire Cup final, 1988. Best pass he's ever had in his career came from Grant Anderson of Castleford. Apologies for the terrible feed. Um... I don't know why it's been like that but it might be my laptop more than anything else if you want to buy the new laptops then there's thousands of pounds so it's probably more than you get uh, for winning the Challenge Cup these days I don't know but yeah it should be a great day of rugby all on the telly if you can't go um, I assume it's on the radio as well um, and, it, and if it isn't we'll bother we'll about that next week but yeah it's, it's two interesting semi-files we might as well start by talking about those because Wigan Saints now is, is more interesting than it was because Saints everyone's injured
2: yeah, and their form has been so exceptional, but it's just almost impossible, particularly over the Easter period, to keep it at that level. So they've shown a different side of themselves. Um, certainly uh, Morgan Knowles' is, is try-saving, match-saving uh, cover tackle against Salford has been on social media um and and you know, was the reason why they, they managed to hold on. But they've they've looked a little bit more vulnerable over the last two or three weeks, partly through the squad rotation of choice, which is which is right. But yeah, uh, I think was it Christian Wolfe was saying at the press conference that he, he probably does expect Johnny Lomax to be fit. Uh Will Hoppowarte won't be. Um He's got some fresh players coming back, but Wigan's form has improved. Um, Not that it needed to improve much because they were hovering around second or third anyway, but there's something about the way they're playing at the moment where Wigan fans can genuinely go with hope that the Good Friday result can be overturned. I I don't think, um, after you came away from Good Friday, you thought, yeah, St Helen's odds in winning the Challenge Cup, probably justified, almost unbackable. Um, interestingly Wigan have shortened and have moved into it's almost
1: that semi-final the two teams are the top two favourites yes, that's like, it it's, it's like it. you it's like might as well give the trophy like tomorrow snooker. whoever uh, won the Ronnie O'Sullivan semi was going to win the snooker so the other people may as well not bother turning up that's what the uh, the, the bookies yeah. are saying
2: if you look at the odds um, so I think that that game is more unpredictable than it would have been three or four weeks ago but um, I, I think the what you need in semi-finals are unpredictable players. They're, they're strange games. They can either blow open and uh, and be very one-sided, or it takes uh, some genius to split the teams. Wigan will feel confident that with the form that Jai Field and uh, uh, and Bevan, are, Bevan French are in, they will have a chance. Um, and there's no reason why they shouldn't. It, it's the intensity of the the Saints forwards early in the game that can make or break you but I don't think we're going to fear them No, uh, so we, we should say that would be a
1: great game BBC One show all the best of what we're about i well, they say to uh, Liam Fowl which we'll be able to see later if it works I don't know whether today or tomorrow or whenever. whenever um, there'll be neutrals there I mean there should be some neutrals there but there certainly will be for the Saints game because there will be people turning up for Huddersfield versus Hulk and I said Wait, what can you say to convince them to support you against Saints because you know traditionally we all hate Wigan mm. but now you know Saints win everything is boring the domination is boring apparently I heard no there. no it's not when Phil Taylor won the darts it's all not. the time
2: people are very interested boring. when when um, the great Wigan team of the the 80s and 90s were ridiculously dominant I'm not sure it did a lot for some of the other clubs that were trying to chase them but in terms of our profile and getting to know the personalities that surrounding the sport we we the spotlight was on us. Made Great Britain stronger, we, we we nearly beat the Aussies a couple of times, never quite in a series, uh, and that was because we had a strong dominant team that, that the best players were, um, were attracted to. I'd, yes, the, when we talk about the women's game, how many competitive games you have in a season is really interesting, but I do think... Um, I think if you're a Wigan fan or a neutral what you will see is a, is a much more competitive game than I think we saw on Good Friday that will have done Wigan more good I think than, than St Helens
1: I will certainly uh, have what appears to be a very competitive game following that one at five o'clock Huddersfield versus Hawkingston Rovers only a point separates them in the league table Huddersfield in better form having one at Wakefield last week which but not desperately convincing no but Hulk over recently shut out by woeful leads i mean the jjb is two wins from two now and he's not in the job anymore left a nice platform for ron smith to build on and all that blah 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 who was introduced this morning that's right him wearing the hat and everything he was there um but um that's a, a fascinating game as, as well you would have made who our favorites probably a couple of weeks ago what did the bookmakers say like I'll, not all
2: between 6-1 6-1 7-1 Huddersfield yeah, just true. slight favourites but um, the the big blow for Hulk AR is the loss of Lachlan Coop because as we say in, in these big games um, you, you do need players that can handle the occasion uh, and clearly he has been a as much of a, a guiding hand uh, on the field as he has off it uh, and I think they just needed that steadiness at the back in a game like that it'll start at a frenetic pace you need to stay in the game first and foremost, and then try and dictate what you want to do within it. I'm not surprised that Hulk KR fell off the perch a little bit this week. I think Tony Smith um, summed it up when he said, you know, Easter is a period where you are going to have these flat spots, and, and Easter does not just include the two games, or even that third, this was the fourth game, and he said, you know, clearly they were flat. not. I've not seen a team give away as many forward passes in a match as Hull KR did last Friday night part of that is pure <coughs> fatigue yeah. It's it, your timing is out um, they, they will need to be absolutely at their peak uh, but I think in players like Ryan Hall Sean Kenny Dow will be coming back he was rested for the first time in 54 matches won't have done him any harm uh, they are missing Mikey Lewis again he, one of those X Factor players and I think what Huddersfield will have is just discipline you know that i'm I'm pretty sure that their ace card is their coach because he's now played in you know a qualifying match to get to a grand final and a challenge cup semi-final come out on the on the right side of the ledger both of those times he's got the formula for what a team needs to do to win a semi-final so i think ian watson is absolutely key in the build-up for for huddersfield but um whole okay, KR like playing don't they and, and yeah, as we said for some of these games it's about not making a mistake but for whole KR it'll be what can we throw at them that they're not expecting um, and they they won't be as poor as they were on Friday night and it wouldn't have surprised me, even if subconsciously they had half an eye on that semi-final. It's their biggest game of the season. Um, with, with the greatest respect to Hulk KR, I don't think they're going to win the grand final. I know they went to within a game of it last year. There's nothing to say with them already in the playoff positions that they're not going to kick on. I just think this is their best opportunity to to get to a final um, and, and really enjoy themselves at Tottenham because they would be massive underdogs I just think missing Lachlan Coup is, is going to be huge for them
1: there's no reason not to put the women's final on the back page um, <clears throat> so it's going to be a great day it's going to be a marathon day it's a bit like going to the Magic Weekend or the Summer Bash if you, if you haven't been since the thing, it gives you a chance to acclimatise the three games in a day again and it's only in Leeds, so it's not that far well, if you haven't got, got a ticket, himself. get a ticket. Yeah. It, you, you will.
2: Enjoy. The weather's supposed to be really good. We'll, they'll encourage um, fast, open rugby on on the pitch. It's a great, uh, close atmosphere. Twenty thousand in there will be fine. I'd, I'd, I'd hope they would get here at twenty five, half fill the stadium. Um, I mean, we'll, it'll look we'll good because
1: they're not going to open the top tier, so it'll look good. It'll no, it won't. Johnny Cunningham pointed out it's a big, big wide pitch lots of space so that, that 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 women's final could have lots of points because they've got a lot of space to fill
2: well I guess the only thing about that is um, but like I say, it's Saints haven't points. conceded any points in their cup run so far the, the interesting thing about that final is you need to be prepared to play in a final the best way to be prepared is to go through a really tough semi-final um, that was between York and Leeds two teams that were well almost a thin sliver of paper between them but because they were so well-matched, the intensity was greater than either team will have played this year. And we, you know, St Helens have got probably the best players on paper. You know, If you look through that side, there's more internationals in their team than there will be in, Le- in Leeds' team. Therefore, you would expect them to win. But they haven't been put under any pressure at all yet this year. If Leeds can do that, it
1: could be interesting. Find out if I ask that question when I put the videos up later.
2: What Uh, was the answer? answer? Um,
1: (sighs) Paraphrasing because obviously we want people I'm trying to remember now (laughs) because it seems so long ago. It was only less than an hour ago. It was side at Ellen Road, but um, it it depends on how you want to to think about it. But you know, Saints versus Leeds. It's it's the big, it's probably the biggest rivalry. It is that we have not just in women's rugby, but in in men's say Saints and we're going to know this, but in terms of Coming into this season, they've been in the finals for the last couple of years, mm. both pre and, and, and the semi-finals pre-Covid as well. So it's a nice little rivalry building up there, and plenty of stories to be told. And, and Paige Travis's hair, which obviously I did mention this afternoon. And Connie play for England, Connie Winfield Hill. Did she confirm that she was... Yeah. I said, did you, did you think when you came over to play Ribley you'd be... Potentially playing for England. That's England half partnership. In An there. international in two sports. Yes. Three, well, three women of steel on the pitch on, on Friday, at uh, Saturday even. Am I right in thinking Georgia Roach has been a woman of steel but has never lifted a trophy? Yeah, because the Cass didn't win anything, did they? So it's just a, hello Cass. Hello Cassman.
2: Again, interesting uh, somebody somebody like her in a pivotal position, game of her domestic life so far.
1: Could be the difference. Did you get all misty-eyed when you saw the Office blockchain above the uh, Office block above the chain sandwich? Always badger, badger. Uh, even more so when I spoke to uh, uh, Radio Leads as Richard Stead or Radio homicides Richard Stead as he is at the weekend, I guess. Uh, who uh, and, and if you've ever watched, I'm Alan, uh, no, I'm Alan Partridge. Um, no, I me mean, no, you with Alan Partridge. It's not the Radio Leads Looney Breakfast Show. It's not called that um and he's not called keith hunt either but he, he was in good form we, we reminisced about a him not well i didn't mention him not giving me a job at yorkshire radio but the time that i followed him into the laundry under the old north standard uh headingly to interview brian mcdermott which we think was the moment he decided not doing what i want not doing that anymore always get sad there has mark abandoned you now he's famous on channel four says john no he abandoned us before then no spoke to out last week he's in good form obviously, he is
2: you know. spoke to him just before the weekend he's, uh, he's a busy man yeah he's busy. busy man he's doing doing good stuff he's uh, he was it doing football commentary yesterday Probably. and then he ran off he's to everywhere. do the uh, premier rugby
1: league and uh, yeah no he's uh, after the last couple of years uh, for anyone who's a freelance sports broadcaster it's much better to be busy than not busy so uh, it's good he it, it can be back on as a guest at some point in the future I'm sure um Emma says, thoughts on the four Rhinos lads sent to Cornwall on loan what do you think of Neil Kelly's comments saying he's locally signed the squad members need to adapt to being professional players well it's going to be difficult because they're not, not just adapting to being professionals but they're adapting to being League players first and foremost
2: I think the, the issue with um, Cornwall again is that they can't deliver on the initial promise, it's very hard to be competitive when you haven't really got a pool of talent and if you if you are uh, and there's nothing wrong with the laudable idea that you're going to use local players where are those local players going to come from who are going to be able to play at a semi-professional level because what you don't want to do is demean the competition by just saying oh we'll pick some rugby union players who were quite good maybe the odd guy who uh, played in a, in a local community competition um, which isn't the same as, as playing in the north of England's community competitions, and expect to be competitive at that level. I think that, again, the, the slight worry is that the four kids they've taken on loan from Leeds are just that. Yeah. Um, you know, They're academy players. And, and again, I'm not sure that four academy players are going to make too much of a difference in a semi-professional environment. So um, it, was a, it was brave of Cornwall to pay to have all of their games on our league because um, I think you probably did need a season maybe out of the spotlight to try and establish yourself, their argument would be well we've got to give value for money to our sponsors and also um, how do you build an audience if people can't see what you're doing, the danger is if you're losing sort of 50-0 or Conceding a lot of points every week, then uh, how many how many of that audience will come and see you? So uh, I, I think they're at Huntslot, aren't they, this, this yes. Sunday?
1: Yeah, I, I guess at least. So at least the four leads lads <laughs> won't have fast travel. <laughs> and I guess at least playing in League One for Cornwall, they're going to actually be guaranteed those features happening as opposed to if they played reserve grade rugby, which is PC well, be getting postponed but, here. They do everywhere.
2: say that, and of course, we had a West Wales fixture in League One postponed because there wasn't a. Medical person present, which again is is a concern. I think you look at that division, and um, I think we, we we've been fans of what Coventry Bears now, Midlands Hurricanes have been doing for a number of years, and and, and even this week they they seemed incredibly competitive. Uh, just went down at home to to Hunslet. You, you can you can chart their rise, and it's taken them five six years to to, to be able to compete at this level, and they're still the best of the development teams they have beaten some uh, traditional sides but at the moment when you look at that league table West Wales London Scholars losing by 96 at Keithley and Cornwall
1: it's a concern Let me read this message and and obviously I'm not going to name the person who sent it to us and I'll have to redact some bits as I'm reading it so apologies for my reading comprehension skills but uh, so says our respondent I am a paramedic. I'm actively working in the NHS and have 10 years experience. Upon hearing the plight of the women's and League One having to have games cancelled due to medical cover, I did some investigation to see if I could throw my hat into the ring. Well, first of all, I was pleased to see that in the RFL's medical operational documents, at the decision of the Chief Medical Officer, it will allow a club to have a paramedic acting as the game day medical doctor cover. So I sent some emails asking if the correct hoops are jumped. I could be of assistance. This was met with no reply, so I left it. I should have asked for a response to this, I guess. A year or maybe less later, a League One club were advertising for a club doctor stroke medical cover. In the advert, it stated, including nurse practitioner and paramedics with suitable experience. I was elated. Maybe they have realised the potential uh, looking at the healthcare professionals. I found that this involved me personally paying for several courses costing up to £800 Plus personal indemnity insurance, all for a game fee of two hundred pounds. I won't get into the ins and outs of how much I get paid, but I work some overtime. I but if I worked some overtime, I could earn similar to this with less hassle, and tax etc. And I'm a paramedic. How can a doctor be enticed to the League One games or women's games and such to cover them? I can imagine Championship and Super League has financial gains potentially. I would still be involved if it was for, wasn't for the expense of the quarters. And the time I would have to take off to compete them. Thank you very much for sending that message in. I said I'd butcher it, and uh, yeah, I just, <laughs> I just wanted to read that out because someone took the time to send it to us. And well, there is the, there's a there's a reason why perhaps we don't have. And I know there's been the pandemic, and it's been difficult to get people through the courses and the paperwork. So I'm not saying everything's everything's the RFL's fault or anything like that. But just uh, someone who's had the experience of trying to help. And it's just a concern when semi professional teams
2: can't get medical cover. You know, that, does that mean that their organisation isn't um you know sufficient for them to, to arrange this far enough in advance? Um does it mean that there isn't enough kudos within a League One club to be able to get a medical practitioner to give up an afternoon at a weekend? It it's an issue that makes you look unprofessional. Um and and i I think it clearly it's something that the sport itself does need to look at there was was talk of lowering that medical requirement i'm not sure that's the way of going about it either i think you have to have the highest level of medical cover um rather than just compromise it to get st john's ambulance there and there's absolutely nothing wrong with st john's Mm -hmm. ambulance but they would say they're there to assist they're not primary medical cover at a semi-professional event um so no i I think it's something that we do need to look at and it and it's a terrible look when a when a club has to call off a game 24 hours before in a semi-professional division uh, because they couldn't find a medical cover um you would also have hoped that there might be other clubs within that division who weren't playing at home that week who perhaps could um you know lend or or advise that their medical cover might be made available or even a you know a super league club who wasn't playing at home that could have access to a doctor that could perhaps with sufficient notice be uh, make themselves available. Almost like pooling the resource for, for times when an individual club can't can't get hold of somebody. We, we we need to do more. We cannot be calling games off at this level for lack of medical cover.
1: It looks amateurish which not a word you want to use but that's how it looks but there you go thank you for that message uh, also coming in um, here's Tim question for me what's your take on the Wakefield Stadium rebuild the real deal or another Sir Rodney Walker megadome no I, I believe it will happen Well, especially when they're not down the main stand, they've got to do something <laughs> otherwise it would be just a big empty space so look I'll I, I've said this about Newmarket I'll say it about this one I'll believe it when I'm sat in it but that's not to say that I don't think this will or won't happen I've got more faith in the people running the club right now than you'd have for the last 30 years, so...
2: I think the process they're going through seems to be slow, but sure. Um, I think it will happen. Um, It will happen sooner rather than later. Same for Castlewood as well. They're going through the same kind of... Well, as I said, the the difference at the moment is the local council, through its ability to release some funds for post-COVID renewal in Rugby League, in an area where Rugby League is so important, has offered £2 million to each of those three clubs in that postcode area, and that £2 million in Wakefield's case, allied to compensation payment for not moving to new market, means that they will be able to renew where they currently are, I'm not sure Castleford have reached that point yet. Lovely though the latest set of drawings.
1: Newmarket would have been uh, a disaster along the lines of the same thing where the AJ Bell is just completely in the middle of nowhere with nothing around. Well, it, it. would
2: have been Durker for Yorkshire cricket.
1: Yeah, oh. but it would have been. It would have been. But what might have been? I I've, got, I've still got the video somewhere that the uh, the council sent out to all the Yorkshire members to say, "Go and vote for it then." Didn't have the money, did they? But leads tied them up. It's leads, make,
2: leads, no, something to do with having a lease and you know, needed yeah. to stick by it. Leads, leads, leads. Leads,
1: leads, You're actually kind of quick, We've gone from strength to strength since then as well. But what I mean, Wakefield. Well, they've changed now, haven't they? They've changed now. Yeah. So all right. It's all right. They'll be sorted. Um, yeah, that's Clean it's
2: slate. It's now called that part of heading. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Is that who sponsors it? Yeah. It's. Uh, so amazing how quickly things can turn around, isn't it? You know, before Christmas they were complete shambles, and now. now if
2: there is a will, and good people, yeah, there and they've
1: got good people there, obviously. But, um, eh, oh dear, and um, that—that's uh, that's Leeds done with. Unless we want to talk more about Leeds, I mean, they—they they, they well, roast Smith's out. here. Did you say
2: anything interesting? Well, it's difficult because he was asked some questions that uh, clearly he had literally got off a plane, walked up a flight of stairs. Is your, is your,
1: uncle, is your uncle coming in?
2: Sat in front that of, that kind of, of a, a what, screen. No, that have, wasn't no? asked. Uh, have you had tea with your uncle, was asked, yet. Has he invited you around for tea? Well, no, I've just got off a plane. Uh, he's got a semi-final. Um, but no, he said, said all the right things. He's, he, he's taken over a club that is in a better place than perhaps when he was first interviewed about <laughs> the job.
1: <laughs> Three uh,
2: weeks ago, yeah, it's better now. Um, so no, un- until he meets the players, he you know he's asked about in- the injury situation.
1: I don't know. I haven't even met a doctor. But um, about um, to Jersey, be yet? No, because I'm here.
2: Said all the right things. Um, interestingly, the next two Leeds fixtures are against the two teams they've now moved above in the league table, so they could go on a run, even though they'll. Get two back from the disciplinary and lose two from the disciplinary, which he did say was an area he was going to look at. I uh, talked about the style he wanted to play, which is nearer to Uncle Tony than Dad Brian. He's he's um, he's got some ideas about how they should attack because um, he's he's into free flowing
1: play. as you see it? <laughs> oh well he's going to have the seal of approval then is he that's good
2: well no, apparently in, oh, in, oh, in here I, I've uh, not read it yet yeah. oh, right. I've only got it just no don't read no. anything into those two results well they're still in crisis in fairness
1: in fairness I'm you not against you, that, that theory
2: you shouldn't read anything into two results that come on the back of the Easter period other than they're playing better than they were so that's leads to so nil to nil any team in any Super League oh, yeah. game, no matter how poor the opposition may be, is a feat. To to finish with thirteen men on the field for the entire eighty minutes is a feat. To be on the right side of the penalty count this year is a feat. I think JJV's done an astonishing job. I, I think there will need to be the story of what went wrong with the regime before yes. that needs to be told at some point and we should say Richard Agar been announced as <laughs> yes, uh, part of the Samoan Samoa Couching Centre with,
1: with uh, Bradford Tourist Pods Jeff Regan loads and, of other people and working with Matt Parrish not replacing right. Matt Parrish so it's all exciting it's got it right though that you know that, that game against Huddersfield was rubbish for Wakefield it was a rubbish game Oh, we moved on to Wakefield. No, I'm just I've just I've just taken his cold just to see what he's saying. But Were um,
2: I mean, obviously we haven't seen the highlights of every game, because. No. But what was there any match this round, incredibly entertaining? I mean, clearly Wigan played exceptionally well to win at Warrington. I'm not sure too many Warrington fans are enamoured with the way they're playing at the moment.
1: Um, Wakefield Hudsfield was a hard walk, but it's always rubbish I, I can't remember many no, great games no, no, even when Tom Johnston scored that try the famous one that announced him on the scene um, that was probably a rubbish game as well I mean I was in the studio so I didn't watch it but they're never great games I mean Salford deserve a lot of credit for the way that they played against
2: not only St Helens last week but Wigan the week before run the top two teams very close but you know I'd almost say that. but it's almost like their their injuries are now taking over from any other story at,
1: at at Salford they were at the bottom of the table with Wakefield and Toulouse I almost yeah, I know the players don't think like this and coaches don't but as a support, everything it's alright losing to four, by four points to St Helens but we were dreadful against Wakefield the game we could have won and would have put some daylight between us but that's just been, been negative I've got to say Lewis Murphy's putting that ball down that was worth the uh, eight. no it wasn't worth the 18 minutes what was he doing? oh
2: like, but big a game big game for your boys the week after next. We've got... Toulouse away. To lose. oh no. And then you've got Leeds, well, Leeds away. Leeds,
1: I know. Oh, I, might, I might go to that, I don't know. Oh, hopefully I'm working. Um, so I don't have to. Apparently the Tigers weren't desperately impressive at Catalan. No, but, well, I was listening but, they, to...
2: but they'd won the three games before, so their Easter is... is you know, in the plus column, and, and Hull uh, winning was it now five on the troll yeah, at home. They got very there home, convincing. Yeah. But you would have some concerns that to lose is away from it. It's looking as though they're going to be relying on winning enough home matches to stay up. You've now got their coach saying, "I don't think we should have relegation." Which <laughs> you know, <if laughs> eleven rounds into a twenty-seven round competition, is he coming to the realization that they're going to need a little bit more, and, and that Corey Norman may not, on its own, be. The Panacea. But that makes the game against Wakefield even
1: more important. It's not going to be on the telly or anything, is it? It's just going to be in the ether where, you know... I suppose... I mean, well done to... Uh, well, you'd, be able, you'd be able to listen to some French radio station. Yeah, but I, don't, I can't speak French. So I just, uh, if you hear roulette, to roulette, lose, roulette. Yeah. you're uh, in trouble. Uh, well done to Castleford, um, who did live commentary of their game at Catalan's on the internet. Um, so...
2: Excellent.
1: So... The cat, the castle, uh, Catalan Games, a feed is coming over to this country. It is. So why isn't that being put on somewhere? Well, it should be on YouTube, shouldn't it? Right. Everything's on our league. Schools finals, mm. women, not the women's nines, women's games. But um, if you put it on the NFL. Super League
2: YouTube yeah, channel, yeah. branded it up with Bet, Fred and Sky. Um, clearly, Sky might have some reservations about the technical quality of it, but... If they're not showing the game themselves
1: on their channels, why would they not want it to be seen? I can pay a, a fiver to watch Lee versus Sheffield last week, or whatever it was. Well, well, Lee London, I can't... Lee always seems to be on pay-per-view on our league, so there's a haphazard thing. So, yes, granted, Sky probably wouldn't want us to pay extra to go watch a Catalan's game, which they are on the rights to, but it does seem... But they're not showing it anyway. No. It's 2022, and... A game's being broadcast because I don't think the Castlewood commentator was in France. I mean, I could have asked it. I could ask him. He might. He might not. You know.
2: No, uh, I but, suspect he was. But
1: I know when St Helens had done it, they weren't there. And I, you know. <laughs> but but also, there is a feed.
2: Some media operations do have you know Hull, Hull, I think, and maybe even Hull KR. They have their own, if you like, radio mm. station to to commentate on there home matches Sh- you would hope that Wakefield would send their media team to Toulouse or <laughs>
1: media team
2: all right. it's,
1: not, it's not all FC Phil all right. a person who would be able to broadcast that game I do worry that Tom Grant looks a lot like Wakefield's lead, uh, media manager It is very concerning I get confused when I'm watching the games uh, I watched an interview with Rowan says Badger Badger where he said it's Rowan now because there's too many Smiths where he said, if you're playing eyes up and you don't know what you're doing, you may as well be playing eyes down. I like to think he's referring to bingo. You kind know, of like Leeds United in the 70s when Don Revy had the, the old bingo out the carpet balls and Brian Clough threw it in the bin. His pots and pans and stuff. Warrington uh, are in crisis, aren't they? Rubbish now. They lost 40 points to 22 to Wigan. Very good Wigan performance. Not taking anything away from the yep. Warriors whatsoever here. Um, obviously they've moved on very quickly from all the off-field controversy. Um, but I don't know what to make of White and, and maybe the, the, what we should start by you saying is this is now I'm not writing off Daryl Powell 11 games into a season but it's successive coaches it's like a uh, you'll see various football clubs or rugby clubs or cricket or whatever where the coaches change but everything off the field doesn't change but the results on the field stay the same so it can't just be the coaches there must be something I, something I have
2: on. a thing. I mean clearly a, a lot of um, people have been issuing the number of players that on the 1st of May you're able to either renegotiate with to give them a new contract or other clubs can now start talking to them. See, it seems to me that Wa- uh, Warrington have as many, if not more, than every other club coming off contract. Um, now, I don't know how unsettling that is. I don't know if Daryl Powell is already planning his rebuild and he's he's been clearly talking to agents and saying don't bother coming looking for a new deal for your guy because he doesn't figure in my plans Um, that guy will still get a contract somewhere we don't have a scarcity of players so most players whose contracts are up for renewal will still be rugby league players at the end of it it's just they may well be playing for other clubs Daryl could well have been brought in to change a lot more than just bringing in Peter Matautier and and Ollie Holmes from (laughs) Castleford It, it could well be that this is the beginning of I need to get rid before I can rebuild, yeah um and I don't know how that affects players when they're on the field, but they're playing uncharacteristically uh, to to use the phrase of Mr. Schofield, if you it the soft the soft <laughs> um, th- there seems to be again you know th- there's a lot of uh, conjecture about their half back pairing it's It's yeah. a very expensive half back pairing. I think um Gareth Woodup is one of the ones who may well be off contracts at the end of the season. I think he's made it clear that he probably wants to go back to Australia because that's where he's spent the most of his adult life that's where um, a, a lot of his family have, have grown up um, I don't think George Williams and he have, have fit uh, which now means they are going to win the grand final and those two <laughs> will be vying for the man of the match um, but, but if you're looking at it from the outside um, I think they've got, they have got a lot of players who won't be there next year um, and that 's filtering through that and that 's understandable in some ways, but i 'm not sure the Warrington fans were told when Daryl came in, expect a bit of a down year. It was like we 've got Daryl, we can take that step now to to you know, missing out on winning the the holy grail it, it doesn 't look like that 's going to happen this year no. a lot i, I don 't think so. a lot can happen, but i don 't think they expect to be outside the playoff places after eleven rounds
1: very strange very and, strange and
2: but for two late tries um, would have been far more heavily beaten than the scoreline suggests against Wigan
1: very entertaining Wigan I, th- I asked Liam Farr, what's the difference between last year and this year uh, and I can't remember what he said oh, say, did he say does Lee, Lee, Lee breers well he, he, looked, he looked like he enjoyed himself on, on Friday bashing he, them all all the wall. he was
2: leading the the song against his
1: old club yeah What's the Warringtons on clip? I can't remember. Um, James says, with the injuries St Helens have got, I expect it to be a much tougher affair in the Challenge Cup than in Super League against Wigan. I think any of the semi-finalists could be on to a winner. It, it's good, isn't it? We've got three games on Saturday, all of which you can make an argument for either team winning in, which yeah. is a very good position to And be. clearly the
2: bookies um, tend not to lose money and they have got an idea of Who the favourites are in each, but you look at each individual game, the odds between the teams are not as far apart as you would think. Um, I think Saints Women are probably the strongest favourites within the three games. I think if St Helen's play like they have played in the major matches that we've seen them play over the last three years, they may just have enough. Mm. But if Johnny Lomax doesn't play, that you know, use Lomax and Dodd over the course of. Uh, you know this period of, of of a lot of games that takes a lot out of your ability to score points. Um, you then have to make decisions about where does Jack Wellsby play, and does it have an impact if he can't see it from the back, but he's close to the action and and it can be slightly blunted. Um, I think w- Wigan will have gained a lot of confidence over just the way they have played over the Easter period. They've looked like a, a team that is clearly moving forward. Any team that's got Field and French in it, you're not going to back against them. They just need to get them the ball. That's been the issue. Um, we haven't really spoken about Zach Hardacre, but I, I get the feeling that him not being at Wigan, it hasn't lifted a cloud. I don't, I don't think he was a cloud. He just hasn't changed I, I just think, think it tells everybody in that group what we're trying to do is more important than yeah. one player so you, you you know you better tip in for us all because that's how we're operating at the moment uh, john bateman's back back in form which is which is very important for for wigan that their goal kicking uh which was a, it was an achilles heel last year um harry smith's now you know top of the charts. in 95 is it? so um if if he is called into play uh clearly thomas lula out for a while then um he's he's learnt, been withdrawn, you know, been told what he needs to do, come back in, looked a different player. Um so yeah, Wigan will have every confidence. And then so Huddersfield Hulk kr I, I just think the difference is when you lose your you know, one of your senior players, that has more of an impact where you haven't got as many senior players. So yeah, I, I think you'd make a case for saying that Saints women, Saints men, and Huddersfield are justifiable favourites. But you would not be surprised if any one or all of those three results were reversed.
1: Get more headlines. So get a ticket. Yeah, get more headlines for Paige Travis's hair. Well, you've hinted yeah, about Paige Travis. This hair. Dino thing—it's called. Oh, is this the yeah, um, the Platts thing? I asked, I asked about that because you've got to ask these silly questions. Well, we have the women's nines on yes uh, on we, Sunday. We seem to have gone well
2: lots of teams lots of young young girls uh looking up to role models lots of um um what what were the the um there were sessions whereby they were given hints and tips about how to be rugby players from stars of the game some of whom have recently retired others of whom are still playing um Catalan Dragons women came yes. over and won their pool which is you know brilliant when you think about It's it, it, not too long before we have that mid-season international when England play France and you want more competitive international teams so that we get even more interest in the World Cup when it comes up um, and there's going to be a sixth wildcard team yeah, in the finals that's so there were five groups and the top team in each group qualifies um, and full credit to Huddersfield because whilst we expect Leeds and Helens and York to be the top three ranked women's teams Catalan brilliant that they got through their pool Weldon Huddersfield got through theirs and a wildcard six team It'll will be, be an all-star
1: team we don't in know. the 24th of July um, can't just parachute Salford in case Salford as I saw someone suggest but I don't, know. I don't like that but it, it seemed to go
2: very well lots, yeah. lots of women and girls there um Ben Washwood flipping burgers in his van.
1: I'm tempted to go, but it's in Salford. It's a, it's a bugger isn't it? But yeah, I, I,
2: might, I might take.
1: I might, might go. might go. Um, i thinking the Mind other you pop-
2: it costs eight quid to park. Yeah. so I might not.
1: Anyway, yeah. <laughs> park <somewhere. laughs> Probably cheaper to park in central Manchester. And get a tram. Um, Can you get a tram to the AJ Bell? I don't I know. know. I don't know. You can get one to the new. You can Shepherds get station. one to Eccles. Possibly that's
2: and, on the other road.
1: Um, elsewhere. I mean, last week we spoke about John Keir being uh, departing from the Bradford Bulls. And the interesting thing with that Simon is, Finnegan? Yeah, this is the interesting thing. There's two jobs up in the Championship. Two clubs who were big recent, in recent history. Bradford more recent than Witness. Um But when you see names linked with those jobs and they are coaches from teams which are currently above them in the championship I'm not sure you'd want to leave a job no job secure in the championship but no. why would you leave a, I don't want to name a club just in case people take it the wrong well, way but why would you leave Cra- a job Craig
2: Lingard has yes, been linked with
1: if you were him why would you want to leave gym. Batley where you've got a nice job going and you've got a nice well-run well run club he's doing to go a to two clubs who are not at the minute in, in good position.
2: He's also a noted columnist, which is why I mentioned him. Of um, I just didn't want to, but he was the name. Of
1: the him.
2: the thing is, it looks to me that you not his
1: agent, are you as well.
2: I don't, so liked, great, I great. don't <laughs> mind. I don't He's great. Um, it looks to me as though both of those clubs, Bradford and Widners need somebody who is more than a coach. Needs somebody who is almost expected to be there from office in many ways, yeah. um, and somebody who can galvanise all the sections of the club so that you know they are going to have to take an interest in that club's foundation. They are going to have to be involved in the reserve grade and the academy. There's lots of things that, that you probably wouldn't have to do if you were just there as the coach of the first team to move the clubs forward because they do seem to have stalled. Um, they're going to have to be involved in the youth development side of the club. They're going to need to start bringing some of their own players through almost as quickly as it's possible to do that. They're not going to be able to rely on loan signing solely. Um, And there aren't many people out there that can do that holistic role. Um, One who perhaps could is Richard Agar. Now, I don't know if his name's been linked with the Bradford job. Can he
1: go on loan from Leeds It's kind of like loan coach?
2: There are are links between those two clubs. Um, I, I don't know whether Richard would even be interested in that, but it's almost like we need your help. We need you to build the club as well as being a very good first team coach um, which you would clearly would be in that division. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I, I I think both clubs are at a point where they cannot catch what Featherstone and Lee are doing this year. So it's almost as if they're treading water. So get somebody in who can say, right, we need to spend a bit of money in the back office. We need to spend a little bit of money in the the front office. We need to Decide what our recruitment is going to be for next year with players now coming off contract. What, what is our spend? Um, you know, the really interesting question in the Championship is clearly this is a two-horse race at the moment. And there's nothing to say that a York or a Batley couldn't cause an upset in a one-off playoff game. But the likelihood is Featherstone and Lee are trying to outdo themselves for one of them to get promoted. So what's going to happen to the team that doesn't get promoted?
1: As I uh, described it last week, it is very much like one of those parades you see in North Korea where Kim Jordan only stood on his balcony. Well, here's Derek Bowman and here's Mark Campbell. And one brings out one player, one brings out another. Blake Ferguson, the latest of this line. I actually compared this earlier. We were talking about this uh, at Ellen Road before everyone turned up. It's very reminiscent Speaking of witness of two thousand and seven, where they and Castleford mm-hmm. both gambled the house on promotion, got to the final. Castleford won. Danny Bruff cried in the press conference afterwards. He had to leave Castleford to go to Wakefield. What's wrong with that? Um, and the and, following and, day, witness announced they were in administration. Now, we're not saying that that's going to happen to either witness or um, to either Lee or Featherston, but it, it's. It's a dangerous game to play, but that's, mm-hmm. that's, but if that's you're Bra- what happens. But if you're Bradford, you're looking at what will
2: the scenario be that, next yeah.
1: year. <laughs> There's no point wasting money you So you've,
2: at, you've, you've got six months where you've got to hang on economically in the knowledge that you probably won't get as many people through the gate that you would have budgeted for, because a lot will say, what's the end game? Yeah. But that buys you a little bit of time to say how do we How do we look at next season? what we're we going to invest in it in terms of player contracts? What do we need to do to engage the local council you know all, all of the things that a club needs to do to have some degree of longevity to it and that and getting that person in now who can do all of that is probably more important than a coach who's doing well at the moment um you know somebody like Craig Lingard does that kind of role-up battle, he's not just the coach you know, he's he, he's, he is Mr. Batley um, and it's all, I, I think Bradford and Widnes need a similar sort of person that can that can give that, you know, attention to detail in all parts of the business
1: but it'd be interesting to see who they go for. But Bradford won at the weekend so it's alright now everything's, everything's good again. Three games in the championship with no attendance given, I think you know, uh stadium announcers love the sound of their own voice and that's a chance for them not to say tonight's a chance of 407 um, I don't know but badly won at Workington 16-10 that sounded like a, a tough game Work, for Workington's
2: best performance of the season um, but again cut adrift a little
1: bit at the bottom now with London winning yeah, their first game big win for London against Dewsbury. is Dane Chisholm staying there is he going no, there no he's going to Keithley apparently they like they've like got their own arms racing league one, well, but it's them against themselves because no one else is really throwing money at it, I don't know, I think. I know Rush they've got uh Rennie Chase and Fufu Moy but they've been there already. So they're they're not new. When's Fufu Moy gonna retire? the World sixty two. Next year the World Cup. He's gonna be around he's gonna be he's gonna be able to tell you at the World Cup, you assume. I don't know
2: well now with the mid-season test being announced um, the Oop. World Cup is, um, is, has got even more value there is buy-in from the southern hemisphere New Zealand are going to play a game in New Zealand before the Warriors even do and the men and the women are going to be playing against Tonga how fantastic
1: I've got my £10 England shirt because they had a sale I mean we're not going to be wearing it for the World Cup but I've got it anyway mm-hmm. it? collector's we've, item we've got Pacific Tests coming up we've had it's no, it's great. We've,
2: you know, we've had the women's games being played between Canada and and the USA. USA yeah,
1: you know, we Sid, can talk about international rugby. League. See Nicholas's tattoo, big Canadian tattoo he's got. Has he? Yeah. What on his forehead? <laughs> Caston's coming him. over, isn't he? Yes, he, he's. he's I, I need to arrange it for him to come in and, and be on the program. Um, well, I know he's going to be at Batley in a couple of weeks. So we'll, you, we'll get him in we'll work it out somehow. Well, um, that's happening in the Championship. Lee won, Featherstone won, London won, Halifax won. That was the Championship. Um, but yes, yeah, it, it is a strange division because, as you say, there's there's two teams at the top who are likely going to be in the million pound game or whatever we're calling it this year. And Workington and London Jews be now in a bit of trouble because of that London win. Yeah. Like- but then the rest of the teams in the middle are all just
2: London think have pulled
1: Jewsbury and Whitehaven in, I think, a little bit. But the the other thing about
2: next year is, if you say it's a two horse race this year, we don't know what what's going to happen to the club that gets relegated and and, and how much resource they are they going to do a whole KR and stay full time or uh, you know we we don't know. But you look at Newcastle who have ambitions again, a bit of a treading water season. I thought they'd have been higher up the yeah. league full-time professional but they're not going to stop putting resource into that so again you're Bradford or you're Widners and you and you look around and you go we're going to have to match the ambitions of a club like Newcastle York um, who we've barely talked about this year but have flown a little bit under the radar into a you know not not only third but they are a team that on their day absolutely could cause an upset in a playoff game They're, they're they're looking very very solid um But if you assume that it's going to be one of Featherstone and Lee who get promoted, then you know York are going to be your your rivals next year. So I think Bradford in particular have have got to decide the the level of investment they want to put in to um, keep faith with their fan base. Just imagine. And what what they need to do with Odds, clearly, which which is a millstone that they they know about.
1: Just imagine if... uh...
2: Well, Richard, Richard. Dunn's
1: staying now isn't he yeah it? It's pres- iconic it has got, it's got heritage status those things are iconic in Bradford apparently well
2: the, I think the hope was that they were going <laughs> to knock Look that down up. and build something the Bradford Super there. Stadium
1: that even predates the Sir Ronnie Walker Megadone Um yeah yeah so when Featherstone get promoted and we got Fev Wakefield and Castle in the same division it's going to be great uh, no no, so no you, police
2: leave Wakefield definitely not going to go no
1: that's fine that's fine no, not this week anyway. that a couple of weeks. No, I've got faith. I've got faith. Um, League One, North Wales, 6-6. Six six. They, they beat West Wales in the Derby of Wales. It's not hard.
2: getting the credit they deserve, I don't think, because um, you, you do look at things like a West Wales result and you go, mm. but they've been brilliant. They're, yeah. You know, Their game against Swinton over Easter was, was you know, one of the games of, of the season, never mind it being in League One
1: as mentioned Hunslet edging out Midlands 22-16 still not yet in the playoffs even though they have a game in hand uh, Keithley beating London scores
2: 96-0 on the back of a brilliant 30-0 win against Swinton the week before
1: Uh, Rochdale beating Cornwall we mentioned earlier and uh, Doncaster edging out Oldham 16-12 but
2: the the trouble for a team like Keithley and I was listening to um, Maurice Lovegrove being interviewed after this 96-0 win uh, at the weekend. How do you prepare in that division? So, you know, one week you've got Swinton at home, you've got to get the players up, it's a big game, the likely challenges, you know, we 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 wanna put down a marker. Following week you've got London scholars at home and then and this week you've got to go to West Wales. How how do you, you know how does that prepare you? The the standard in League One between the traditional haves and the development yeah. developing have nots is too great and I don't know how you bridge that gap they need the experience but Keithley need more than winning 96-0 one week and then going to a team who they're likely to beat by a possible similar score this week how do you keep your players motivated and in tune to produce the performances when they need it when your season is so up and down it's
1: a shame Hustle at Cornwall comes the day after three games in a row at Allen Road because it's a bit I fancy going there and I saw they, I saw they had a great offer it's like 25 quid for hospitality and you get a cornish pasty so that, that's good Scoey
2: does the uh, hospitality does it, sort of, these days but it's, master uh, of ceremonies yeah but it's it's. be interested it to hear to, what he's got to say about Cornwall I, I don't like playing beyond Sheffield
1: I think he was positive about him. was he positive I oh, know he wasn't was he because people pulled this up and say, like because Scoey says something it's all of us no that's not how it works <laughs> he's not an expansionist
2: <laughs> in the sense
1: that Sheffield is about as far as he'll go before getting a nosebleed well I'll just say they've been watching was it at Parkside on the uh, our League this week I can't remember last week no Didn't he wasn't it. Well, well no so he doesn't have our League
2: no he doesn't have a computer so he's he
1: doesn't have our League I'll put teletext on it's not coming up for all those who've got 400 accounts because you keep forgetting your password um, you know God bless you you're making, <laughs> making the numbers look even better but, but not scary he's not got one um, Nothing else has happened off the pitch, has it, that we uh, need to speak about, although to speak about? I, I don't think. Um, we wish that well. Yeah, of course. Um, Sheffield Steelers averaged 6,000 people at home this year. Which right. Is impressive. impressive. Uh, but they didn't make it to the playoff final weekend in Nottingham. So their final, you know, we talk about oh, grand final, what if two teams get there with no good and no one turns up? But like loads of empty seats there, their final and they priced uh, I was reading the fans money because all the tickets have been priced with no uh, no concessionary tickets so I know people complain about ticket pricing but at least you know we give kids a cheaper ticket
2: <laughs> but you know lessons to be learned
1: yeah there's always lessons from L2 and we've got the AB Sundex 1895 Mega Cup semi-finals this week both are on our league Excellent. At the same time as Hunslet Cornwall. So that's mm. that's good as well, isn't it? Uh, Barrow versus Fev and Lee versus Sheffield. So, again, we're competing with ourselves. I don't know why. Why do you just put those on YouTube or put Hunslet Cornwall on YouTube or put something on YouTube. Or play Hunslet Cornwall at one o'clock. Put something on free, easily accessible for everyone.
2: I think... Uh, and again, most of those are
1: interesting semi-finals.
2: You'd look at those two games and think, clearly they're a favourites Lee played Sheffield this week in a a league game Um, whilst Mark Aston is talking the the game up we've learnt a lot nothing to lose we're pretty confident going there you would think that Lee would be heavy favourites for that I suppose the unfortunate thing for Barrow is that they had to play Monday night so um, they've got one day's less rest um, against a Featherstone team that they can't even fit in all the riches (laughs) Jonathan Ford hasn't made his debut yet I don't think um you know, again they're they're loaning out people like Dane Chisholm and Tom Holmes, uh, because of not an embarrassment of Riches, they they've stopped they've stockpiled for a specific purpose. So uh again I I, I would think, you know, we're looking at a Featherstone Lee opening game at, at Tottenham, which in terms of crowd attendance, um I think if it was Barrow, yep, you'd you'd get a lot of cumbridge yeah, going down there but but Featherston Lee, Featherston looking to retain their uh, their trophy, but also that added it. You know, yeah, th- there's a uh, there's a, that's a marker game, isn't it, for the rest of the season? There's a trophy up for grabs between the two teams that are likely to be going for the big prize at the end of the season. The shame, though, is they're also playing at, at Bash weekend, yes. and we're getting into the realms of the, they play each other maybe five times this season, and that detracts from the rest of the competition because you're just focusing really on those five but that you know you, you get a lot of Lee and Featherstone fans down at, in North London
1: um, I, hope, yeah, I hope Lee are going to have some kind of um, tiger skin kit for the summer bash to go after their owner it would be perverse and also funny were Lee never to win the cup when it's sponsored by their owner well, he'll be looking
2: at Dave Whelan um having the Super League trophy in nineteen ninety eight and presenting it to himself. Brocky's playing in the FA Cup final, did you know that? I don't think that ever came no. out, did it? No. Yeah, J J B sponsored the um, not Jamie Jones but can no. there was well, a firm, could do if wanted to there it, was yeah. a firm called J J B Sports.
1: Yeah but then, they used to overpriced football shirts.
2: Who sponsored the, the first grand final, which Wigan won. Um, and, and Dave Whelan stood on one side of the trophy and went, congratulations, and ran round to the other and went, thank you very much. <laughs> Took it out.
1: <laughs> Wasn't quite The lovely... Uh, but you can imagine
2: A.B. Sundex, you know. I'm sure that uh, Mr. Beaumont would, would love to give himself his trophy.
1: So next to the Challenge Cup today, and it is, it's still beautiful. It's oh, still it's
2: glorious. And glorious. And, uh, thank you, Fatterin.
1: Uh, as is the Women's Cup, which is not quite as grand, but it's... Uh, can't afford two massive cups, so you know, it, it still looks nice. It's got the thing on top of it, and it'll be there on Saturday, and we'll be there. and uh, It's gonna be great, wait. it's gonna be a great game for the Rugby League. Kevin says, Are Felsenoli, who are both big spenders, going to be financially okay because only one team can go up? Well, if they owners still have the money to put in, then the yeah, answer is yes.
2: That's the unknown 64000 Exactly. but it's the same
1: for everyone isn't it
2: if they get to the grand final million pound game whatever you want to call it um, then somebody that following morning with their head pounding from presumably drowning their sorrows will have some really important decisions to make there's some very very heavy contracts which have been signed on a short term basis where some decisions are going to have to be made I just hope but it will also depend on who's coming down and what status yeah. they're, um, they're going to adopt
1: you just got to hope that we don't start these programmes next year by going Club X is asking fans to sell bikes and stuff and
2: but it, throat, it does go back to what the game wants to be and how it achieves what it wants to be and if it is going to make any concessions um, at this stage it's a straight one up one down there, there are no um uh you know, there's no um, talk of allowing people stays of execution or so you know, knowing the, the way things have been run over previous years we will not micromanage the competition it will be decided on the field if Toulouse drop out and all of the potential potential good that might bring for the game in France and expansion in terms of sponsors and and, uh, and television deals which to be fair we haven't seen yet um, is lost and a Featherstone or a Lee come up in their place, um, Lee's record in Super League not great, Featherstone's in a geographical area that some would say saturated, already saturated, yeah, it, it raises questions that we could be answering now rather than waiting and seeing what happened but unless the strategic working group are going to come up with a plan before the end of the season and change everything um, I, we know what 2023 is going to look
1: like if Fev go up at least we can uh, revisit all the festering hatred of Castleford for the mergers and stuff so it's, it's going to be fun it's going to be fun you thought all those anniversaries about the, the minor strike no it's now it's it's Fev not being allowed in Super League it's going to be great the local derby every week yeah colder never Fev forever and all that crap that everyone said at the time but you know Karl Pratt all that. Uh, so it's all gonna be good. Um, I'm sure there's something I was going to mention. and I've completely forgotten what it was now, but it can't have been that important. Um, happened, went to magazine now. Is it next week?
2: Yeah, yes. we go we go to print on Sunday, Sunday. evening after, after the yeah. semi-finals yeah. Um, and the the women's final. So um, there'll be a, there'll be a fair bit of midnight oil burning to get it to the printers, and then it'll be
1: uh, with subscribers probably Thursday and in the shops Friday. So you got something to look forward to. We'll be back again next week uh, to reflect on what's going on. I might not be live on Monday because uh, I'm having a shed put in. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's it's going to be like Frank's side to be the shed That's more than Whitefield yeah. at the at the month. So yeah, I'm going to have a luxury shed in the garden where I can put all my stuff. Is that where you'll reside? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if the wi- I don't know if the Wi-Fi will spread that far. I thought so. you were going
2: to say, I don't know if the Wi-Fi will let me no. back in the house. No,
1: what you want? <laughs> so I'm just going to live in there with my programmes. So that's going to be good. So, so we'll be back at some point next week. Stay tuned to the channel because of all the videos from today that'll be going up. Um, Me me and uh, Lois reminiscing about uh, our chat after the final in 2019 or whatever it was.
2: One thing that will be in the magazine is certain people trying out wheelchair. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And again, there is footage up there yes uh where you're you're interviewing James Simpson yes. having
1: played it yourself yeah, not 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 in the team which I'm, I'm gutted about but but did you enjoy it yes and you know what um, I was trying to think of the right way of putting this I think I played better and no one has seen me play who's watching this program so no one knows how bad I was but I think not having the use of my legs made me a better player which is saying not saying much because obviously I wasn't that good, but again you weren't there so you don't know. But um, but it more it, this was more about introducing oh, people yes.
2: to the game and and having fun. It was and, and that's the key word. It was fun. Yeah. I, I
1: really enjoyed myself. And
2: so I think a lot of clubs, particularly through their foundations, are offering tasters. Um, so the message at the end of this program is: if you get the chance, yes, have give a it a go.
1: I was on the pitch with three international players but, if, but even, some even
2: foundations like Sheffield who were who are relatively new um, in terms of they've revamped their setup and are offering wheelchair now have tasted days on a regular basis if you're nearby give it a go
1: I mean we watched those games in Sheffield last year the, the international between England and Wales and you you feel the crunch or whatever. and whatever I was very very hesitant to to make any kind of tackles but um, which again goes back to my playing career but it was a wonderful experience to be on the pitch with international players something I'll never forget go out there and give it a go and certainly if you've never seen a game make sure you go and see one and with the World Cup coming up get some tickets as well because it is going to be I think that's going to be the, the, the sleeper thing of rugby league I know we, we, we well, pulled up the women's game again, one, and, one of the that articles asked, that will be in the magazine is a
2: first interview with the USA wheelchair coach and where they are, because they're debutants in the World Cup. He is saying that women in wheelchair is the way to crack the US market, not the men's running game. Clearly, the USARL, which has gone quiet, uh, which is due to kill off in two or three weeks, doesn't look like it's going to. Um, clearly, the men's running game has had problems over the last 20 years in establishing itself. Whether it's been well run by David New or... You know, divided as it appears to be at the moment, but what Juan Jasso, who is the coach, um, and is, is part of his job is to develop wheelchair rugby league. He's saying they are getting so many people that want to give it a try. There's a lot of veterans um, uh, who, who again, um, perhaps have been invalided in in service for the country, that are saying, "I can play this game." Clear, really, um, and whilst they don't yet have a domestic league, the number of people they've got coming to their combines to try out oh, yes. is, is enormous um, and I think again you know, that they, there was a story this week about expressions of interest for the 2025 World Cup, there are more nations saying we want to be involved in the wheelchair and the women's and what will be the youth a tournament for the first time, then probably there are men's nations who are, who are going to be of a standard to qualify, so if you get down and have, have a go you could be playing in a World Cup in three
1: years time the chairs are cool it feels like you're in a dodger it is it is absolutely you've got to give it a go you've got to give it a go um, if I can go and have a go with all my lack of ability and fitness and everything my thumb still hurts but well, you're um, not supposed to put it in the spokes <sighs> <are you? I? sighs> it's when you watch them turn and you think how do you do that but then you wouldn't expect to be able to do well, that in no. session one, would you? Well, just, but if you had fun, but I was getting getting into it. Towards you the might end. go back. Yeah, it's good. Um, and that was that was it. That was it. That's so a our point. message to you: go, go and have a go, have a go, find a taste the to session, yeah.
2: give it a go, and let us know what you thought.
1: Wherever you are in the country, go and give it a go. And yeah. yeah, maybe you'll maybe you'll pick it up. Maybe you'll be a international player. Maybe you'll just enjoy yourself, which is the main thing about everything because everything's rubbish, so just enjoy yourselves, and hopefully we enjoy ourselves on Saturday, with three great games at uh, Ellen Road, or at the semi-finals of the AB95 thing, or the League One matches, or whatever else is going on this weekend, because there'll be loads of other stuff, but uh, thank you very much for watching, Uh, look out for the magazine next week, but we'll be back after the uh, games at Ellen Road, in some form, and I think we might be live at Ellen Road as well, on Saturday, if we can get the Wi-Fi working, which it was earlier today, so, who knows i mean if the wi-fi is better than my laptop's working today then who knows we might see them but uh thanks for listening and watching uh do all the things you're supposed to do on youtube thank you very much
0: i was crossing the street when i met the love of my life i chased after her nothing would stand in my way not the dog walker nor the hot dog vendor finally reaching her i asked what do you call that amazing smell um it's gain flings gain flings My love had a name, but more importantly, it had a scent. Fall in love with Gain Flings. Seriously good scent.
1: Try Gain Flings today with special savings at Family Dollar.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family